Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Lucy Hewitt, and her guest experts. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here is Lucy Hewitt. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist. And I'm Madeline Hewitt. And I'm Jeannie Schmidt, PharmD. We'd like to welcome you to our show today on minerals with a focus on magnesium. Now, before we get into our topic for today, I'd like to let everyone know that we have a special group listening to the show. This group has listened to our show the last two times and have been learning quite a bit. And what's different here is that these people are three years old. Yes, they're toddlers. They're on rest time at their daycare, listening and learning about nutrition. And their teacher says that the show actually holds their attention and they love to talk about it afterwards. Then when their parents pick them up at the end of the day, they tell their parents all these points such as, it's healthy to have eggs for breakfast. And they say things like, sugar's not good for you. Now, this should just remind us that children soak up everything in their environment and that we as adults, we all have choices as to what we expose our children to, knowing that they have an absolutely amazing ability to learn. Kids, we're so glad to have you here with us today. And for everybody who is with us, we're just reminding you that we're taking callers in our show today. Call in and make a comment, ask a question, and the number that you would call would be 1-866-472-5791. And now, let's dig right into our topic about minerals with a focus on magnesium. And we'll start with minerals in general. Did you know that having the right amount of minerals in your body can increase your energy level, improve your bone health, and your ability to handle stress, decrease anxiety, and improve sleep? Minerals can help menstrual cramps and other, uh, any other muscle cramps or abnormal heart rhythms and even high blood pressure. How can they do so much? It sounds like some kind of miracle drug. Yes, yes, absolutely. Those are a lot of different things. I mean, are you sure that magnesium and minerals really can do this much? Yes, and the reason minerals have such far-reaching health effects is because they're involved in hundreds and thousands of reactions in our bodies. Without the right minerals available at the right time, these reactions don't happen at all, or they might happen slow and are delayed or incomplete. And besides these reactions, minerals are intimately involved in the hydration of your cells, and that means bringing water inside of your cells. And hydration inside the cell has everything to do with your energy level. Anyone complaining of low energy should perk up and listen. Now, that's something that I've heard a lot of people complain of is low energy. And it can be caused by so many different reasons. But what we're talking about today, this issue of minerals and hydration, this is going to be one of the first things that you're going to want to address if you're somebody that has low energy. Of course, and there are other causes of low energy, but dehydration inside the cell is one of the most common. And let's talk about that. What do you mean inside the cell? Imagine a cell, something like a nice sphere or maybe a circle shape. Now, this could be a red blood cell, a nerve cell, a muscle cell, a brain cell, any cell in your body. 
you have water inside the cell and water outside the cell. That water outside the cell is also not in the blood vessels. It exists in a free space between the cell and the vessels called extracellular space. Oh, now I, this feels like it's getting kind of complicated. I just, I just want to review that just a little bit again, because that was an awful lot of words that you have to put together. So Madeline, what you were saying is that we have these cells that are kind of like these balls floating around in our bloodstream yes. and they're floating around. And then we have water that can go inside. They're kind of like these little tiny basketballs and we can have water that can be located inside the cell or that water can be outside of the cell. And you use that special term extracellular space. So that just is going to be termed that it's outside the blood vessels. It's also outside of the cell. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, exactly. Well, so how much of this water should you have inside and outside of your cell? People should have a higher percentage inside, say about two-thirds of their water, and a lower percentage outside the cells, about a third. Oh, really? And Lucy, when you work with clients, is that what you find that most people have? You know, it's usually reversed, where most people have more water outside the cells in that extracellular space and a lot less inside the cells. And that person would mean that they're not as dehydrated, not as hydrated. Okay, well, so then that does that create health problems when you have all this water outside your cell? Or does the person usually feel great? No, they usually experience things like we mentioned, the low energy, or they have an inability to lose weight, or they're not sleeping as well, or they're feeling really puffy and bloated and not very good at all. Now, those sound like really common complaints for people. So I'm just going to guess that a lot of people have no idea that if you change this percentage of water to have more inside of your cell than outside, that that would actually really help them feel better in such a variety of ways. Is that right? It is. People are often surprised, actually, about their hydration. And then they say, but I drink tons of water. I drink water all the time. Why would I have more water outside the cells? Okay, I see. So then when somebody has more water inside of their cell, a higher percentage inside than outside, then that person would be defined as being well hydrated. Is that right? That's right. Yep. And that's because the water inside the cells is where your body can actually use it to to increase your energy and do all of the things your body is supposed to be doing. Okay, so then now we can imagine a person with a situation reversed, with much more water outside the cell and very little inside the cell. Now, if you look at these people, both people have the same total body water. So if somehow you could just drain someone's water outside and put it in a bucket, you could have these people, the bucket is filled exactly the same. They have the same total body water, but with one person more is inside the cell and one is more outside of the cell so that it's just in different compartments in their body. Now, however, the second person, the one that has the high percentage of water outside the cell, believe it or not, they're actually classified as dehydrated. So that's odd, isn't it? They have the same, excuse me, they have the same total body water as someone else, but since it's actually most of it is outside of the cell, you would call that person dehydrated. And that person would appear to you if you looked at them or if they looked in the mirror, they would appear bloated and puffy 
And how they would feel would be low energy, not very energized at all. They might even feel sluggish and slow despite drinking large quantities of of water. And the other thing is that this person most likely has other health problems as a result of this excess extracellular water. How does that happen? Both people drink water, one is healthy and energized, and the other is sick and bloated. Yes, exactly. Everyone's heard it's good to drink a lot of water, and it really is. We just need to learn a bit more to be sure that that water goes into the right places in your body, and that's where the minerals come in. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's back up. Before we move into minerals, I'm wondering, why would you feel more energized when you have plenty of water inside your cell? Yes, it's because so much happens inside of your cell. That's where ATP, and in our classes, people always ask, now, what were you talking about ATP? What is that? Adenosine triphosphate. So just a lot of big words. It's not necessary to know the exact words, but just know that ATP is the energy that your body produces. That energy is produced in the mitochondria inside of your cell. So all you need to know is that You've got this fun little organelle called mitochondria, and it's producing this ATP, which gives your body energy, energy to think, energy to move, energy to digest food. And you have other organelles also inside your cells that operate optimally when the water concentration is just right. Without enough water inside of your cells, The cellular machinery gets sluggish and it cannot function properly. And you'll notice this because you'll feel tired and you'll feel sluggish. And you'll also notice that your thinking gets impaired or you can't focus as well or you have poor word recall and even slow physical reaction at times. Those are all signs of dehydration. Mm -hmm. And now you know that dehydration really means that you don't have enough water inside your cells. Okay, so how do we get the water to go inside the cell and not be outside? That's where the minerals come in. So anyone out there who wants to feel better, sharpen your focus and concentration, improve your athletic performance, and increase your energy, listen up and take some notes. Mm -hmm. Do you have your pens? Do you have your pencils? Get your notepads and you want to write all these things down. It's the minerals that help determine if that water will go inside the cell or not. Your minerals carry charges, charges like positive and negative, and they set up an electrical charge across your cell membrane. It's kind of like a battery. The right voltage helps your cells work properly, and they also help determine the hydration level. Some of the minerals move into the cell with simple diffusion. That means with high concentrations and low concentrations, they float across the cell membrane. But other minerals are actually pumped in and out in order to build that charge like a battery. Do you know that your whole body is actually electric? It's like a big battery. And when you die, that charge is zero and your battery is dead. Now, when you're alive and healthy and well, your cells carry the right charge. And minerals, because they carry a charge, minerals are a big part of your ability to keep this charge optimized. Now, it's not the only thing, but it's a big important one. When you ingest a source of minerals your body recognizes, which is usually a full complement of minerals and not just one in most cases, your body easily uses the minerals to carry the water inside and outside the cells. 
And what would be a full complement of minerals? An example would be the Himalayan sea salt, which contains over 84 minerals in a similar concentration to the minerals in your blood. And instead of trying to get rid of the salt, your cells take up those minerals and water follows the minerals into the cells. Now contrast this to regular table salt that contains a processed version of sodium and chloride. So those are still minerals, but all of the other minerals have been stripped away. And this type of salt is highly processed, sometimes with very toxic and harmful chemicals. Much of this salt also has environmental pollutants in it. Uh-huh. And the unnatural crystals of regular table salt are isolated from each other and they are dead. For your body to use this salt, it must sacrifice tremendous amount of its own energy reserves. And this results in a damaging loss and a zero gain. When you eat this table salt, your body responds by treating the salt as a toxin and not as a useful source of nutrition. To reduce the effect of the toxin or the salt, your body dilutes it to make it less concentrated and to help you pee it out through your kidneys. We have a rhyme for you. Ready? The solution to pollution is dilution. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we're going to just say that again, and you can write this down and say it to your friends. The solution to pollution is dilution. And what this means in this instance here is we're thinking of table salt as pollution. That's some sort of chemical that your body does not recognize as a nutrient or something useful. So it sees that, it sends off little messages and alarm systems that says, you know what, we've got some pollution going on in the body. So what we're going to do to get rid of it is to dilute it. So instead of peeing the water out and getting that out of you, it starts to save water into the body in that extracellular space, not even inside the cell. It's trying to dilute those toxins. And that's when you start to feel, wow, my ring is getting tight here. And my face looks puffy in the mirror. And I'm just not even feeling that great. Now, if that's happening to you, the best thing that you can do, believe it or not, is actually drink more water. And it's going to make you more and more bloated, but eventually then you're going to pee that out and get rid of that toxin. This is something that our clients notice all the time once they get on to using the Himalayan salt with all its minerals in it, and they're using that day in and day out, and they've eliminated all table salt. Here's what happens. And one night, maybe you go out to dinner and you forgot to order your food without salt on it and use your own Himalayan salt, and instead you're eating kind of a large quantity of salt, and it could even be on something like some kind of spicy green beans. They're all salted up. Mm -hmm. And literally overnight, you can easily gain three pounds of excess bloat. We've seen that happen not only to us, but to our clients as well. Well, and and for me, can I just share my experience? For me, when I go to restaurants, I've been having a lot of Himalayan salt on my own. So then if I do go to a restaurant, Basically, within like the first few bites of eating that food, I can already feel like I'm starting to puff up and I almost feel like I'm swelling up and it happens really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lucy, you've, you've experienced that with your clients as well. Yep, I have. And they're just surprised at how they can gain that much weight overnight. But it's all about the fluid shifting. Absolutely. And everybody's heard that you should cut down on salt. Well, 
it's this type of processed table salt that should be really completely eliminated from your diet. What about sea salt? A far percentage of sea salt today is processed. With the ocean becoming increasingly polluted, this salt is far from ideal. It's composed of irregular and isolated crystalline structures disconnected from the natural elements surrounding them. And consequently, the vital minerals, however many it may contain, can't be absorbed by the body unless the body expends lots and lots of energy to vitalize them. So the net gain is small with an even greater loss of energy. So this is why we recommend the Himalayan salt, and we recommend the original Himalayan salt. If you compare these three salts under a microscope, you can clearly see the difference. If you take a look at the Himalayan salt and compare it to regular sea salt and then that table salt, you'll see the difference. And we have those microscopic images on our Body Balance Nutrition blog. You can see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it looks like it's we're ready for a break, doesn't it, Lucy? It does, yes. Let's take a break, and we'll be back soon. Remember, we're taking callers. Call one 472 5791 Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Take charge of your fitness and take charge of your healthy life. Listen for Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. Think back over the past week, the past month, the past years. Are you like a lot of other people? Too busy with the kids, work, travel, social calendars, business calendars, the day, the night, this and that. Make the decision to be healthier. Just do it. Chad Austin has made a living from motivating people to stop excuses and make fitness a priority in their lives. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others... Wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the Cancer Coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon, U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. 
To reach Lucy Hewitt or her expert guests, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy here with Madeline and Jeannie. Before the break, we were talking about minerals and salt and hydration. Now, I'm going to repeat this again, that we recommend the original Himalayan salt for you to use on your food. If you compare the Himalayan salt with the table salt and the sea salt underneath a microscope, you'll clearly see the difference. Check out the blog and you'll see it for yourself. Yeah, and when we were on break, um, hopefully you had the chance to pull up the blog. It's on mybodybalancenutrition.com, and if you go under the blog, there should be these three little images of the crystalline structure of the table salt and the sea salt and the Himalayan salt. And they're very, very beneficial to actually look and see the difference because you can hear us talking about the difference and say, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you either believe it or you don't, but it's something you'd have to believe. Well, we would actually like it if you just look for yourself and see that there are major differences in in the crystalline salt uh, structures. And the Himalayan salt image, if you happen to be looking at those right now, you, you, the Himalayan salt image of the crystalline structure reveals the fine branching with no shadows or rough edges. So you see these shadows and rough edges on the other two. And with the Himalayan salt, the crystal is not isolated from the other 84 mineral elements, but it's connected to them in a very harmonious state. And then this tells us that the energy content in the form of minerals is balanced. And then it can be easily metabolized by your body. This crystal is full of life, and when taken into your body, it will have a vital energetic effect on your body. The result is a net gain for the body and zero energy loss. So remember on those other ones, we actually had some energy loss going on when you eat those other salts. Now, what? how does this happen? It's because the Himalayan salt, it's from the Himalayan sea. We just usually think of, well, there's these Himalayan mountains that people climb. Well, there used to be actually a sea long, long time ago. And the Himalayan salt has been subjected to enormous pressure over millions of years, responsible for creating these salt crystals. And the higher the amount of pressure, the more superior or excellent the state of order is within the crystalline structure. Think Think of of it it this way. way. Think of the salt as an information carrier and not a spice. Yes, exactly. For information to be absorbed into your cells, a crystalline structure is necessary. And the elements trapped within the crystal salt are in particles small enough to be able to penetrate the human cells and then be metabolized. What we recommend is that people completely get rid of the table salt and start using Himalayan crystal salt exclusively. If you have high blood pressure, it should start to normalize as you add those good minerals to your body. And if your blood pressure is low, the Himalayan salt will help you normalize it. Take it with you to restaurants and ask for your food to be prepared without salt. Then use it on your own food. Most people find that they instantly lose about three pounds. This would be bloat or water weight. You won't look as puffy or doughy. 
And the next step is to make a special solution called Soleil. And Soleil is a super saturated solution of the Himalayan crystal salt. And super saturated just means that this, the concentration of water is completely full with the salt crystals. And it's extremely easy to make. And you can get directions and even see a video on how to make it. Here it is again. It's on the Body Balance Nutrition blog. You would take one teaspoon of the Soleil in one eight-ounce glass of water every morning first thing. Wait at least 15 minutes before eating or drinking anything else. And the benefits of using daily Soleil are far-reaching and such an easy and inexpensive thing to do. The Soleil infuses a healthy dose of minerals in a crystalline structure that your body instantly recognizes. The crystal minerals easily bring water right inside of your cell. What happens then? Well, before because your cell is hydrated inside... All cellular processes can work better and your energy level increases. And this is not energy levels through the roof like caffeine might do. This is nice, smooth energy that helps you think clearly and helps your muscles and nerves operate better. And over time, the Soleil helps balance out your acidity in your body and it helps to make your hormones and your enzymes work much, much better and it helps your body with detoxification and just one point about this acidity. We haven't brought this up before. I mentioned the Soleil helps balance out acidity, and we'll talk more about that in future radio shows. But just for the point here, knowing that your body creates acid every single day, and it creates, everyone is a little bit different because we're different sizes and we eat different amounts of food, but we create about 15,000 millimoles of acid every single day, just as a result of metabolism and eating food and moving around and being an alive person. And so we create this acid every day. Your body needs to buffer it and get rid of it. And the Soleil actually helps you to buffer that acid. And Madeline, is this something that you can take regularly? Yes, you should definitely take this every day and plan to take it on a permanent basis. And another great source of minerals is concentrated plant nutrients. Here at the studio, we use and we recommend a product called Dynamic Greens. It's made by this company called Nutridyne, and it's a powder. It contains over 50 different power vegetables and fruits. And some of the examples would be chlorella, spirulina, broccoli, kale, quercetin, goji, mangosteen, purple cabbage, and then many, 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 many more. The best thing about the Dynamic Greens is that it actually tastes great, and it comes in a few different flavors. It's sweetened with stevia, so no sugar and no artificial sweeteners. It would be great if we could get all of our minerals and our nutrients from our food. But we're in a situation where only 7% of farmland is now considered prime. Do you know that we have gone from 6 feet of excellent soil to 6 inches? in the last 60 years. So I'm going to say that again, six feet of fertile soil to six inches, six feet to six inches in the last 60 years. And it takes a thousand years to make one inch of prime topsoil. The bottom line is our soil is depleted. The best thing you can do is eat organic to avoid the health-destroying pesticides, but also because organic farmers put much more attention into growing with fertile soil. So, of course, 
eat your 12 servings of vegetables every day. But on top of that, add your concentrated plant nutrients would be the dynamic greens or another greens product. Just be sure that the product you choose to take has been tested to contain what the label states. Also, make sure it doesn't contain any contaminants such as mercury, lead, pesticides, all it should have is organic greens. And we, here we take great care to research the products we recommend for you, and we take them ourselves. And it's important to know that so many supplements nowadays use inferior ingredients, and they also don't test for potency, and they don't test for contaminants. And what I mean by potency is they're not actually testing to test that what they say is in the product is actually what's in it. And if you're taking products like this, you can actually get sicker, and it would be better off for you not to take those products at all. And just yesterday, I was listening to the radio, and they were stating that about 45% of prescription drug knockoffs don't contain what they say they do. And so we can see it happens with drugs, and it happens with supplements. And it's not uncommon to find these types of supplements in drugstores or in nutrition stores and grocery stores. We recommend getting professional help when choosing supplements and being sure that any product you take says it's GMP compliant or certified. Mm -hmm. And GMP stands for Good Manufacturing Practices. That just means that they're following some standard guidelines, like that the facility is clean and that they're measuring things correctly. They have all kinds of guidelines to be labeled as GMP. And something that you might want to write down is that there are there are three types. There could be a company that it, they don't use GMP at all. And so if you look at their label on it, it won't have the letters GMP. Okay, so that would be one category. They don't follow good manufacturing practices, and they can't put it on their label. And then there's other ones that are GMP compliant, and that means that they have the rule book, and they're following the rules, but nobody's testing them. And then there are other supplements that say GMP certified, and those would be ones that are following the rule book, but they're also being tested to be sure that what they say on the label is exactly what they have in that product and also that it doesn't contain any contaminants such as these heavy metals. And we're going to just now move on to our new discussion and start to zero in. We've talked in general about minerals and about hydration. We're going to just start our discussion about magnesium. This is one of my favorite minerals because it has such a far-reaching effect on people. Now, do you know that magnesium is involved in over 300 reactions in your body? And these reactions are taking place many times a second, 300 a second or more. One of the big things magnesium does is relaxes muscles. I'm sure you already know about Epsom salt baths. Epsom salt is a magnesium sulfate. You get into the bath, and then that magnesium is absorbed throughout your skin. It not only relaxes tight muscles, but you probably notice a total body relaxation response, and maybe you even sleep better that night. So how do you know if you're low in magnesium? Well, I'm going to tell you that you can pretty much assume that you are low in magnesium unless you've been working very hard recently on increasing your magnesium level. Even if you're eating 12 servings of green vegetables per day, you're still likely low in magnesium. 
And why would we all be low? What causes that? We've already talked about the depleted soil. Our food is not what it used to be. If it was grown with chemical fertilizer, that would be sodium, potassium, and phosphorus. I didn't hear magnesium in that list. And our fruits and vegetables are lower in magnesium than they were in the past when we had nice, rich, organic soil. And another big reason that we're low in magnesium besides this, the unfortunate soil depletion, another big reason is our stress level. And I mean stress on all levels. Not only are most people very, very busy and stressed out, but the toxins in our environment contribute greatly to the stress of what your body feels. And if you have pain, say your knees hurt or you have arthritis or any sort of pain that's going on, that translates to stress in your body. If you exercise too much or none at all, your body also responds with stress. What does stress have to do with magnesium? Stress depletes magnesium. And the problem here is that magnesium helps you deal with the stress. So it's kind of a circle because if you look at it, when your magnesium is low, now you don't respond to stress very well. So then you have something happen to you. You don't respond well. Now, then you have a stress response and that lowers your magnesium even further and it becomes a vicious cycle. And the cycle is stress depletes magnesium. Low magnesium makes more stress and on and on and on. And a big magnesium depleter is sugar and processed foods. It might surprise you to learn that even healthy foods can deplete your magnesium. Really? Like what? Well, actually, raw spinach and raw chard contain oxalic acid, which can deplete magnesium. Now, don't quit eating raw spinach or Swiss chard. But if you eat loads of it every day, such as maybe you're eating 12 cups of it or you're juicing large amounts of it, you could consider that as a magnesium depleter for you, and then you'll need to make up for it. Cooked spinach and cooked chard does not have the same effect. But again, raw is so good for you. So don't cut that out. Just be aware of that effect. Any foods that contain phytates or phytic acid can deplete magnesium. Phytates are called anti-nutrients because they cause you not to absorb certain minerals. And those foods would be unsoaked grains, nuts, unfermented soy. A big reason for magnesium deficiency is the inability to absorb it because of poor digestion. In a really healthy person with the best digestion, you would expect to absorb at best 50%, so half of the magnesium you eat. And most people absorb a lot less than that. Oh, no, I just just feel like I need to back up a little bit. Um, Lucy, you were talking about these um, grains, unsoaked grains, and they contain these phytates. Um, Is there a way that you can take those phytates out of grains? Like say I really wanted to have some quinoa or you also mentioned nuts. If I want to eat nuts, Mm -hmm. is there a way to soak those or remove the phytates? How would that work? That's right. You can do that on your own. You would take the grains. Let's just say you're going to eat some quinoa and it's uncooked quinoa. You put it in a bowl of water and fill the bowl with quinoa. You put the quinoa in the bowl and fill it up with water. Then add some salt to it and let it sit there overnight. Like so a cup of salt or what do you mean? Just a few, a, a little shake of salt, just enough salt that starts to activate the enzymes and starts to 
get the soaking process going. So, so you're maybe letting, like a pinch of salt? Yep, a pinch of salt in your jar of in your bowl of grains and you can do large quantities or you just do what you're going to cook later that day. But you let that bowl of water and grains sit there. The grains are soaking in the water. 12 hours later, you come back and you pour out the water. You, you rinse off the grains and now they're ready to cook. And the reason that you're doing the soaking is that the soaking process is it's also called sprouting. It's telling the foods, the quinoa, that it's time to start growing. And there's not going to be any little sprouts that's, that start to come out or the grains aren't going to start growing. But it's telling the grains, oh, we better start activating some enzymes. We better remove these phytates because it's time for the plant to start using its stored minerals to start to grow this plant. And then we stop that growing process and start cooking them. But we get the benefits of the minerals and the enzymes in the food. Okay, so now can this be done for nuts also? Yes, it's really easy when you do it for nuts. Same process that you have a bowl, you put the nuts into the bowl and fill it up with water. Put about a teaspoon of salt in the water and let that sit overnight or about 12 hours. Then when you come back, rinse off the nuts, pour out the water and rinse off the nuts, and then two options. The best option that we like the best is to make the crispy nuts in the dehydrator. You pour out the nuts in your dehydrator, spread them out, and dehydrate them. Turn it on the right setting. Now you use that dehydrator to dry out the nuts. And you want to dry out the nuts at a very, very low temperature. People have asked me, well, can I just put them in my oven? Well, that is usually too high of a temperature. You want to be dehydrating these nuts at 105 degrees. And are they roasted and salted nuts that you start with? Or what kind of nuts are you talking about? Raw nuts. Always go for the raw nuts. Oh, and it looks like it's about time for us to take a break. So remember, we're taking callers. Our number is one 866 472-5791. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ready for in-your-face, smash-mouth talk? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go? You're not going to be shy here. Tune into Anything Goes featuring Ike Mega Griffin. He's got the facts to back up the talk and invites you to join him every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, just before the weekend on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Mega tells it like it is. Make the most of your beautiful life. 
Listen to Ageless Living with Dr. Tong Lee and co-host Kurt Wilhelm to gain tips on how to live healthier and happier, alleviate suffering, prevent disease, become more beautiful in body, mind, and fashion, and find peace, balance, and success in your life. Are you aware that every 3,500 calories that you eat above what you burn will put a pound of fat on your body? And running one mile only burns 200 calories? So portion size does matter, and migraines do have a cure. What is it? You'll have to tune in Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach Lucy Hewitt or her expert guests, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy, here with Madeline and Jeannie. Before the break, we were talking about magnesium. We were also talking about soaking nuts and grains and, and seeds in order to extract more of those minerals. Absolutely. And Madeline was mentioning also before that another great big reason why we're magnesium deficient is because we actually don't absorb very much of what we eat. And in a really healthy person with the best digestion, you would expect to absorb at best 50% of the magnesium you eat. Now, I, I think that's a little bit shocking. And I think that because, you know, you might be looking at these packages or looking at charts that say this has X number of grams of magnesium or milligrams in it and think that that's what you're actually getting. But if you're a super good digester and you're super healthy, at best, you're really only going to absorb 50% of the magnesium that you're eating. And so what that tells us is that most people absorb much, much less than 50%. Now, other reasons for low magnesium are medications. I'm just going to list off a few here. And take note, if you're taking any of these, you want to know that they're having a result of decreasing your magnesium in your body. Diuretics would do that. If you're taking theophylline as a bronchodilator, now birth control pills, those are widely used. So that can be a very big problem. Insulin, digoxin, tetracycline, Steroids such as prednisone, cocaine, or if you smoke cigarettes, all of these drugs deplete magnesium. And then the last one we'll mention here is fluoride. If you're getting fluoride in your water or from any other source, the fluoride actually binds to magnesium and removes it from your body. So we can see numerous reasons why we in the United States would be low in magnesium. Can you do a blood test to see if you're low? Well, the standard blood test of measuring serum magnesium is not accurate for this purpose. It's very useful maybe for some other reasons, but it's not accurate for measuring your magnesium status. And the reason for that is that very little of your total body magnesium resides in your serum. And what we want is a good amount of magnesium inside of your cells. You can actually get a red blood cell test to see how much magnesium you have inside the cell, but it's a bit of a hard test to find, and it's not real readily available. However, if you do work with a naturopath, they can usually help you with this test. Generally, it's easier and less expensive to simply just assume you're low in magnesium and start to increase your magnesium stores. 
Before we get into that, let's discuss symptoms you might have if you are low in magnesium. I'll go through a list of common symptoms if you're magnesium deficient. But realize here, of course, that other things could also be causing these symptoms. But if you're low in magnesium, these symptoms are actually quite common. So here's where you want to write these things down. Low energy, cramping muscles, if you feel stiff and achy, headaches and migraine, anxiety and even panic attacks, trouble sleeping, high blood pressure, heart arrhythmias, restless legs at night, menstrual cramps, PMS, and in pregnancy, preeclampsia. Magnesium deficiency can also lead to depression, heart disease, and low magnesium can lead to a decreased ability to detoxify. Magnesium and other minerals. However, magnesium is one of the most important of these. Magnesium is necessary for detoxification. Your liver can't do its job of detoxification very well when you're low in magnesium. Low magnesium also leads to constipation. Someone constipated not only feels uncomfortable, but it is also not detoxifying effectively as the stool remains in the colon for so long that the toxins get recirculated. Yeah, let's just talk about this a minute. Um, when we work with groups of people in our nutrition classes or sometimes one-on-one -on -one with clients, we find out that a lot of people think that it's pretty normal to just go to the bathroom once every three or four days or maybe every other day. And what we're here to tell you is that that is not healthy. It's not healthy at all for you. You need to have at least one good bowel movement every day and hopefully even more than that. And just as Madeline just mentioned, the problem with having uh, constipation is that you've got that stool sitting in your colon for too long and it contains toxins. Ideally, you want that just to be eliminated from your body and it goes down the toilet and it's gone away from you. But if you're not pooping and it's sitting in your body, those toxins then get recirculated back into your bloodstream. And that's what ends up making people feel so sluggish when they're not pooping regularly. Now, asthma, bladder spasms, diabetes, blood clots, nerve problems, and osteoporosis are all made worse when your magnesium levels are low. Well, that's a lot of items. Well, yeah. Okay, so what are you supposed to do? Well, what would be the first thing? We have eight recommendations for everybody. So here it is again. Get out your pen and your notepad, and we'll start in with the first one. What do you have, Madeline, for us? All right, so our first recommendation would be to eat your 12 servings of organic colored vegetables every single day. And that would be leafy greens, it's the summer squash, any cruciferous vegetables, asparagus, colored peppers, all the vegetables focusing on the non-starchy ones. You can include carrots, beets, parsnips, winter squash, but in a smaller percentage. Now you're talking about 12 servings. Now, when I first heard of that, I thought, now how could you even eat that much in a day? But in general, a serving is going to be counted as a half a cup. So here would be an example of how you would manage this in your day. If you're getting up in the morning and thinking of having a protein shake, 
you go ahead and put in at least a cup of broccoli or cauliflower cooked. Now, if you're not used to that and that sounds like the, the terrible thing to eat in the morning, I think you'll be surprised when you learn how to make shakes that actually taste really, really good. You can put these cooked vegetables in there and it doesn't taste like vegetables at all. Um, and then now along with that one cup, that's already two servings, you can easily get at least another three cups of spinach or other greens in there. So that would be, if you, well, let's just say that you did two cups. Now imagine two cups of spinach, that's actually hardly any at all. But that would be four servings. So that's already four, that's already six servings of vegetables. Just putting two cups of spinach and one cup of some broccoli or cauliflower in there. So you, you already have half your vegetables done for the day by breakfast. And then for lunch, think of having a spinach salad or other kind of green. And again, think if it's easy to eat a salad with four cups of greens. And I would bet that most people would actually eat more than that. So if you have four cups of greens, that's another eight servings of vegetables. And then on your salad, you put some more vegetables on there, some cucumbers, some of these uh, squash, all kinds of colored vegetables, and you've got even more. And now we're way over 12 servings, and it's only by lunchtime. So whatever you did for lunch, you do something similar for dinner, maybe a pureed soup where you can really get a lot of vegetables pureed down and it's in a concentrated source and have a side salad and then maybe some other vegetables on the side. And so there's almost no excuse for not getting 12 servings of vegetables in your diet. And I know it might sound daunting at first, start small and start to build from there. And we know that you can do that. Now, Lucy has another great recommendation for helping with your magnesium level. Yes, removing sugar and processed foods from your diet and reduce your stress level. So this is easier said than done, but just know about it and work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that sugar decreases your magnesium in your body. It takes a lot to, in order to process sugar in your body, it uses up a lot of magnesium. So this would be something to put a high priority on. And what would be next? Well, the third one would be to use your Soleil every single day. Mm-hmm. And remember that we've got that video and we've got a description of how to make the Soleil on our blog, which is at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Then also use your crystal Himalayan salt on your food. Even bring it to the restaurant or bring it with you to work. Put it on all the food that you're eating. Bring it with you when you travel too, for sure. Oh, yeah. I just had a client who said that she brought it with her when she traveled. She actually also made Soleil when she was traveling. She had it sitting there in the hotel room. Oh, that's smart. And what would, be, what would be our next recommendation? Well, that would be to take a super green supplement. And the only one that we recommend is Dynamic Greens by Nutridyne. But whatever you use, make sure that it's clean and high quality. Mm-hmm. And we already discussed that and that in terms of that there are other concentrated super green supplements. There actually are a lot of other good ones out there. But like Madeline mentioned, make sure that it has good manufacturing processes or GMP with it. Another thing that we really recommend for increasing your magnesium is to use a transdermal magnesium. And transdermal just means across the skin. And there's two ways to do it. One is to take an Epsom salts bath. That would contain magnesium sulfate. 
And the other is going to be to use magnesium oil or gel. That's just a different form of magnesium. Knowing that the more different forms of magnesium that you get into your body, the more successful you'll be at increasing your magnesium level. Now, if you're going to use some magnesium gel or oil, that's that's made by a great company called Ancient Minerals. What you would do is put that oil all over your body. It's oil or the gel, rub it everywhere, leave it on for 20 minutes and then shower it off. And it gets absorbed through your skin. It's a very effective way of increasing your magnesium level. So you can alternate, maybe take the mag sulfate bath, the Epsom salt bath one night and the other night use the magnesium gel or oil. And then you should strongly consider taking an oral magnesium supplement as well. Now, listen up here. If you have kidney disease, please check with your doctor before taking any magnesium supplements. That may not be appropriate for you. But if you don't have kidney disease and you're interested in in taking a supplement, choose magnesium glycinate or magnesium malleate. Those are going to be two salts that are absorbed much better than a lot of the other forms of magnesium. And what I would recommend is start at night. Take 200 milligrams at bedtime. It's a good idea to take that Epsom salt bath or put on your magnesium oil, shower all that off, and then take this other magnesium. The benefit, not only just increasing your magnesium level in your whole body, but it's going to hopefully help you sleep a lot better and calm for you. Now, if you're constipated, what would you do, Madeline? Well, then you would be taking the magnesium citrate. And the magnesium citrate is poorly absorbed into your system, but it holds water in your colon and helps you poop. So we talked about that constipation. This would be really good for you if you have constipation. Start with 200 milligrams of magnesium citrate and take that at bedtime. Inch up the dose as you need until you start pooping at least once a day. And the side effect from taking too much will be diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And you might be wondering, well, am I supposed to take the mag glycinate and the mag citrate? You definitely can take both. But if you're going to start in with both, just start a little bit lower dose, like 100 milligrams of mag glycinate and maybe 100 milligrams of the mag citrate. And then ease yourself into the dose. Um, And it is a bit of a project increasing your magnesium, but we know that you can do it. And we know it will work for you too. And we know that you're going to feel better when your magnesium level starts to increase for you. And it will be so incredibly beneficial to your health. Now, there's another book that we recommend if you're interested in learning more about magnesium. It's called The Magnesium Miracle. And it's written by Carolyn Dean, D-E-A-N. She's an MD and she's also a naturopathic doctor. It's a very, very informative book that we really recommend for everybody. It's going to give you all the ins and outs of magnesium and help you to be able to take it correctly, get it from your food correctly. And the bottom line is to improve your health. Well, it's time to wrap up. Be sure to visit the blog at mybodybalancenutrition.com to see a video and read about how to make that soleil. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Lucy, along with Madeline and Jeannie, and that's our show.
Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Lucy Hewitt for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 